So heads up, fam. Um, I have a massive fucking something on the side of my tongue right now. I ground my teeth in my sleep. Uh, it's a thing. And what happens when you grind your teeth in your sleep is your tongue can get caught between your teeth. So on the left side of my tongue right now, I just have like a massive canker sore, but not like a cold sore like you get from herpes. No, this is just because it got caught between my teeth last night. So I'm going to sound a little bit weird because I can't help but slur because my tongue is literally swollen. <laughs> it's, it's really fucking bad and it hurts a lot to talk, but I will brave through it for all of you. Yeah, I might drool a little bit. We got too. a we got a long. A lo- yeah, this isn't the only podcast we're recording today. Yeah, we're doing two today, and but and like this one itself has like a lot of yeah I, talking. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm fucked. Pretty much. Know. Yeah, I'm pretty fucked, but it's okay. I won't talk tomorrow. It's cool. Yeah, who needs it? My tongue's permanently fucked up from this. That's all right. It was worth it. Um. So. Is that, our, is that our intro? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I don't want to talk any more than I have to. Welcome to Navi Tales. We're a video game lore podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Nick. And today we are going to be covering God of War as a franchise. Now, we could have done it in chronological order from release. I decided we should tackle it in chronological order from story point of view. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes more sense. Um... I'm going to go ahead and say up top, uh, excuse any pronunciation errors. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty bad at pronouncing things in general. Same. Um, and uh, as much as like I'm going to know some of these from my years of history, because like, I majored in it, um, I'm not very good at, oh, I don't know, Greek. So it's going to be a struggle up front. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of Greek names we're going to mispronounce, probably. Yeah, you can yell at us on Twitter about it if you really want, but um, I'm not going to care. <laughs> I'm going to just throw that out there. Like, you can yell at us on it, but like, you're not going to bother me. You're not going to trigger me. I'm untriggerable. That's not true. Dude, Can't confirm that's not true. Dude, I was so triggered at work earlier. But... That's besides the point. We don't need to talk about why my coworkers trigger me. Um, so let's start at the top. It hurts to swallow, too, because <clears throat> that's just right where this is on my tongue. In a war between the astronomically large deities known as the Primordials, the madness and rage of war took form, becoming the three guardians of honor, the Furies. Who were tasked with exacting retribution, that word sucks, onto any oathbreaker or betrayer. The first victim of the Furies was the. Uh, was the Hecatonkris, uh, a Gagon, uh, who had broken a blood oath to Zeus himself. The Furies set about their task and believing death to be too kind for one who had broken an oath to a god, transformed Agagon's humongous body into a stone prison for all who would dare follow his example in the future. How'd that feel? I'm... Retribution is a a hard word to say right (laughs) now. 
Um, this is this is gonna be a rough one, guys. <laughs> Buckle up. The research is solid. The talking might not be. Nick, you're you got this, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just go to bed. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave. Yeah. I'm gonna just... I know we just started, but I'm just gonna go to bed. Right yeah. Now. I'm just like all set. No, 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 no. I'll brave it. Nah. Uh, so later on, the Furies had dealings with the God of War, Ares, and became ruthless under his guidance, forming a plot to take over Olympus. But finding that they were lacking in their forces, they needed the perfect warrior to aid them in their attack on the gods. Uh, the Fury Queen, Electo. Definitely not a queen name in my head. <clears throat> no. Sounds like Electro. And then I just pictured Jamie Foxx. <laughs> the Fury Queen, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, mated, uh, she mated with Ares in the hopes of creating such a warrior. Unfortunately for them, their son, Orcos, was uh, not up to Ares' standards, and he was disowned. Uh, Electo and the other Furies, though, saw worth in him and made him the Oath Keeper. I don't even know what the fuck that means. This is a keyblade from Kingdom Hearts. He's a keyblade now. <clears throat> Seeing the makings of a perfect warrior in the Spartan Kratos, Ares formed a blood oath with the tattooed warrior in order to mold him into a heartless killing machine, tricking him into killing his wife, Lysandra, and his child, uh, Cal- Calliope. I didn't pronounce that right. Calliope. For nothing to restrict him uh, from his... Uh, for nothing to restrict him from his onslaughts. However, Kratos, enraged and saddened by the accidental killing, became a self-pitying recluse, unable to forgive himself for his crime and adamantly vowing never to serve Ares ever again. Dude, I... So... Before we started recording, my friend Casey was down here playing God of War because we got her feeling like playing God of War. And all I remember from God of War 1 is Kratos just yelling Ares. That's the entire game in a nutshell. I'm pre- yeah. I'm pretty sure I can sum up the dialogue in God of War 1 as... Ares! Basically. You're not wrong. Um, he's pretty triggered. Oh, yeah, super triggered. Yeah, he's real pissed. I like it, though. I want to play... Hey, God of War is just Angry Man the game. <laughs> <laughs> Teen angst, the game. <laughs> it's not even teen angst. I like, know. there's a little bit of edge lord <laughs> in there. Don't get me wrong, because it's like gratuitously violent. But like, just just yelling, man. Yelling man, the game. Yelling man, the game. Who can yell the loudest? Ares, angered by Kratos' decision, uh, orders the Furies to capture him for his betrayal. The trio, in order to weaken the Spartan's mind, cast illusions which torture him to no end. Seeing the injustice in Kratos' oath, uh, Arcos betrays the Furies and allies himself with the Spartan, informing him that, t- that the answer to his freedom from his bond to Ares can be found in Delphi uh, with the oracle Aletheia. Fun fact, on a history level, there are, were actual oracles of Delphi. Uh, they were basically chosen spiritual leaders. There was always a, a virgin woman, though. There were chosen spiritual leaders who were in charge of a bunch of shit. But, like, these things, these, these people actually existed in history. The Oracles of Delphi. Yeah, that's a, that's a real thing. They were real. Yeah, like, a lot of this, fun fact, ain't real. <laughs> no. Oracles, though, they were real. 
Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> after slaying, uh, after slaying Pollux and Castor, the prophets who had imprisoned the Oracle, uh, Aletheia, reveals to the Spartan that the only way to be free of his bond uh, to the God of War would be able to would be to slay the Furies themselves. However, after continuing his quest, the Furies ambush the Spartans and Orcos and proceed to imprison Kratos within a Gagon. As Kratos suffers from torture at the hands of the Furies, he defiantly refuses his offers for him to return to Ares. However, one Fury, uh, Megara, which, fun fact, that's the name of the, the lady in Hercules. Megara? Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Holding a grudge against Kratos for serving her ar- severing her arm in a struggle they had prior to his capture, attacks him and unintentionally breaks the chains binding him. Really, fun fact, never break Kratos' chains. Yeah. That's like an ongoing thing. Like, chains are a big thing in God of War. He's got them, like, wrapped around his arms and, like, the games and stuff like don't break his chains dude like he's gonna leave just the, leave the man's chains alone dude he's gonna just hit you like <laughs> he's gonna yell at you yeah he's just gonna yell Ares and hit you <laughs> <laughs> god of war is such an overly masculine game oh absolutely like it's it's like way it 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 really does cater to male fantasy so well and it's fucking great <laughs> Like, do you know how many times I've fucked goddesses in God of War? Three. No, oh. That's but, it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's all, I don't, I didn't play the mobile ones, the PSP ones. Yeah. But I know you, there's a sex scene in every God of War game on PS2. Okay. And yeah, I knew PS3. that. But I didn't know if there was. What like... goddess do you sleep with, though? I don't remember. I think it's Persephone. It might be. Kratos then attacks Megara, who. Enraged with his defiance, uses her uh, parasitic brood to return uh, Agion uh, back to life, uh, having sections of the prison attack Kratos. However, Kratos luckily manages to evade uh, Agion's attack and slay Megara. Eventually, Megara sounds like a Godzilla ripoff, like a Godzilla deep cut character. <laughs> it does. I'm just saying. Like, it sounds like something Godzilla fought in, like, one movie that didn't get translated into English. Yeah, it just stayed overseas. Yeah, it's just like, Megara and Mecha Megara. (laughs) (laughs) Versus Godzilla. Coming this summer. Eventually, he comes across the remaining Furies, Tisiphone and Electo, uh, who, once again, uh, attempt to lure him back into Ares' servitude by seducing him in the form of Lysandra. I think I found the sex scene in this game. I <laughs> <laughs> think we were just talking about I think we found it. Uh, Kratos, refusing illusion over reality, manages to kill both Furies, breaking uh, Tisiphone's neck and stabbing Electo to death. Yeah, that sounds about right. Kratos... While yelling Ares. <laughs> Kratos, in his victory, returns to his home in Sparta, meeting with Orcos, who reveals that he was once again made the Spartans Oath Keeper by the Furies, before their death. The only way for Kratos and Orcos to be free from their respective bonds to Ares, the Spartan must kill Orcos. The latter, accepting his death honorably, hands over his blade to Kratos, who hesitantly drives the blade into Orcos' abdomen, finally breaking his bonds to Ares. Much to Kratos' horror, though, uh, haunting visions of the murder of his wife and child which were previously masked by uh, his bond, suddenly plague his mind, crippling him out of sorrow. 
He then sets out to be rid of his new nightmares, burning down his home with Orcos's corpse inside of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the first game chronologically. Burn it down, which was... Um, Ascension. Ascension. Uh, the next one is Chains of Olympus. Again, there's a chains motif. Yeah. Don't fuck with Kratos in chains. Don't touch his chains, man. Uh, set halfway through Kratos' ten-year servitude to the gods, Chains of Olympus begins with Kratos being dispatched to the city of Attica to help defeat it from the invading Persian army. Soon after his arrival, the Spartan spots a bat. <laughs> say that word. <laughs> you can't say basilisk. I'm having a hard time with it. <clears throat> Soon after his arrival, S is hurt. Soon after his arrival, the Spartan spots a basilisk. Climbing over the city walls and gives chase. Uh, and gives chase. During his chase, Kratos confronts the Persian king inside the city and kills him. Isn't that Z- Xerxes from Three Hundred? Which sounds like it. <laughs> um, taking the king's power to summon the Efri. Ooh, interesting. I didn't play this game either. He then encounters the basilisk and kills it. Ah, uh, and kills it after defeating the basilisk. He witnesses the sun fall from the sky, plunging the world in darkness. Following the dim remaining light on the horizon, Kratos fights his way through the city of Marathon, along the way encountering the black fog of Morpheus, who now covers the land in darkness. Basilisk. (laughs) Dude, it hurt. Like, I kept trying to say it, and it kept hurting before I even said it. Oh my god. This sucks. I'm so triggered right now. Eventually, Kratos makes his way to the Temple of Helios, the source of the remaining light and the sun chariot. He encounters a statue of Athena, who tells him that Helios has disappeared and Morpheus has used this to his advantage to cause the gods to fall into a deep slumber. Athena wants Kratos to revive Helios so he can release Morpheus' grasp on the other gods and his power over the earth. Along with Along the way, Kratos is haunted by a strange melody, which he later recognizes as a song played by his daughter, uh, Cali- Cali- Calliope. Is that how he determined we were saying that? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I don't speak Greek. <clears throat> My Greek's real bad. You know what we mean. Hey. His, his kid. Want to hear a fun Greek joke? What? Oh, no, that's Roman. Fuck. Whatever. I'm going to make it anyway. Okay. Um. A, uh... A Roman walks into a bar, holds up two fingers, and says, I'll have five beers, please. Oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> um, I, this, I, this is unfortunate news, but we are disbanding <laughs> the Navi Sales Podcast. Um, it's been a pleasure uh, broadcasting to all of you. I don't blame you. <laughs> I really don't. <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, Kratos, making his way through the temple of Helios, uh, encounters Helios' sister, uh, Eos, who promptly uh, sends him to the caves within the temple of Olympus. She guarantees Kratos the gods uh, will... She guarantees Kratos uh, that the gods will relieve him of his nightmares if he agrees to save Helios from the titan Atlas, who abducted him. Fun fact, people, the gods make a lot of promises to Kratos. Yeah, they and, really do. And they never really keep them. Nope. I mean, it's kind of why God of War 3 happens, let's be honest. Like, you're playing God of War 3, and if you just played God of War 3, so God of War 3, I like to subtitle as God of War 3, Kratos kills all the gods. <laughs> um, he kills more gods in God of War 3 than the rest of, the rest of the franchise combined. 
he kills all of them. Um, all the guys. That he hasn't already killed. So he, uh, and if you just play God of War 3 like my brother did, he's like, why is Kratos just killing everyone? And I'm like, because everyone has consistently fucked him. <laughs> he has been constantly screwed by these deities. And then they still made him the God of War. Yeah. So, spoilers <laughs> for our spoiler podcast. Uh, casting her promise aside as the gods betrayed him before, Kratos nevertheless agrees, uh, albeit reluctantly, to save Helios. Kratos then retrieves the primor- primordial fire needed to awaken the fire steeds from the cave and returns to the temple. This is gonna suck. After restoring the fire steeds back to life, the horses lead Kratos into the underworld before retreating. There he meets Sharon. Uh, on his ferry upon the river Styx, not the bend. The ferryman soon lists the similarities between himself and Kratos, saying they're both slaves to the Olympians. Sharon then tells Kratos to go... By the way, the pronunciation, because I'm obsessed with the, the concept of him, mm-hmm. the, the ferryman, uh, the translation is debated on whether it's Sharon or Charon. I uh, actually know that one. Either way... Sounds like Sharon or Karen, and I'm not too fond of either. Yeah. Hi, I'm the the weird man who ferries the dead to the other side. My name's Karen. (laughs) (laughs) In a strange way, that fits perfectly. Yeah. Hi, my name's Karen. Get in my boat. Oh, you don't have enough money? Guess you're staying on the river's edge. And, and like, I just picture, like, the, can I talk to your manager haircut (laughs) on, like, a, a, like, fucking emaciated corpse. Um. He actually looks really fucking cool in the game. He's got, like, a mask on. It's really cool. Sharon then tells Kratos to go, saying it is not yet his time. Having denied Kratos' passage and Kratos refusing to leave, (laughs) which I just love. You're not dead. You can't get on. No, no, no. I'm getting on this boat. No, no, no. No, like, literally, you're not dead. I I only take the debt. No, I don't think you're getting it. I'm getting on you. I'm getting on this fucking boat. Um... Uh, they engage in a fight, obviously, because we're talking Kratos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's going to hit someone. Before Sharon knocks Kratos unconscious and drops him into Tartarus. <laughs> Which, by the way, can we talk about how Sharon can actually beat Kratos and just goes, ah, fuck it, go to hell. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, I like it. That's great. Um, there, Kratos witnesses the breaking of the chains binding Atlas to the pits of Tartarus. After some time, the Spartan fights and climbs his way out of Tartarus, returning to defeat Sharon. Seizing control of the ferry, he follows the light of Helios, currently illuminating the underworlds down the river Styx, coming upon the Temple of Persephone. To his own surprise, he sees his daughter Calliope on the shorelines of the temple and follows her inside. Unable to locate her, instead he meets Persephone, queen of the underworld. Persephone tells Kratos that uh, Calliope is in the Elysium Fields, and that the only way to see her again is for Kratos to release all of uh, his past evils and become worthy of Elysium, giving up his powers uh, given to him by the gods. However, Persephone warns him that the world will suffer for his choice. After transferring his power into the Forsaken Tree, which included all of his weapons, his magic, and his relics, uh, Kratos regains his humanity, becoming a normal man, and being reunited with his daughter. However, Persephone appears uh, however, Persephone appears. She taunts and mocks Kratos, Kratos' choice, 
and reveals him to uh it reveals to him her true plans. Bitter at being betrayed by Zeus, tricked by Hades, and abandoned by the gods, Persephone was the one who had freed Atlas. Do you know the story of Persephone? Um, very, very little bit. She was the daughter of Demeter, nature goddess, and um, Hades coveted her. Um, made a deal basically with Zeus that uh, he would get Persephone for half the year, and the other half of the year she could go back to Demeter. Uh, which is why the seasons exist. Mm. Uh, winter and fall are when Persephone is with Hades, and uh, spring and summer are when she's back in uh, Olympus. Um, so, bitter at being betrayed by Zeus, tricked by Hades, and abandoned by the gods, Persephone was the one who had freed Atlas. While Kratos was disarming himself, Atlas was slowly carrying out Persephone's plans to destroy the pillar that holds the world, and with it, Olympus. Persephone plans to kill everyone, including herself, to free her from her situation. Seems a little bit dramatic. Kratos realizes now that if he stays with his daughter, it would mean the end of the world for everyone, including Calliope and himself. Uh, though it tears him apart, he sacrifices seeing his daughter again in order to regain his power by killing all the souls in Elysium. <laughs> so, just fuck it. He's gonna kill everyone in heaven now. Because yep. Elysium is, for all intents and purposes, Greek heaven. Um... From some of the souls, he gets back his weapons, relics, and magic. Because of this, he once again becomes the Ghost of Sparta, regaining his characteristic appearance. After which, Calliope breaks down, crying at the sight of a reborn Kratos, who presses on. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know if we said this. When Kratos killed his family, he had the ashes of his wife and daughter in, uh, in few, like, covered... They, they, were, they were put on his body, like, covering his body. Yeah. Uh, so he, Kratos, is pale white. Right. Uh, hence the ghost of Sparta. With his skills restored, Kratos pursues Persephone, catching her at the base of the pillar. She tells him to, she tells him it is the end, and then reveals her other form, a winged woman wearing black armor, before carrying Kratos to the top of the pillar. Once they reach the summit, Kratos and Persephone engage in a bloody final battle. During the battle, Persephone tries to subdue and confuse Kratos, urging him to go back to Elysium and be with uh, Calliope. And when he resists, she orders Atlas to destroy him. Kratos chains Atlas to the roof of the underworld before returning to uh, the battle uh, with Persephone and eventually killing her with the Gauntlet of Zeus. Dying but uncaring... Of her fate, the goddess taunts Kratos, snarling that now his suffering shall never end as her body then explodes, severing the pillars in a shockwave with, At with Atlas now being the only thing holding the world together. Though the titan uh, too gloats to him about the uh, god's true plans for him, Kratos believes that his path is clear, uh, serving them regardless so they will keep their promises to free him from his nightmares, as it is all he has left. Atlas ends by foretelling that they will meet again. Keeping his own promise to the gods, Kratos returns Helios to the sky, but he is left with the knowledge that his sins have consumed him and he will never be pure enough to see his daughter again. Weak from battle, Kratos falls unconscious uh, from the sun chariot, but is suddenly stopped before striking the ground, being placed on the cliffs that he would later jump from in the original God of War game. 
Uh, two gods, Athena and Helios, approach him as they praise him for his work, removing the sun shield and the gauntlet of Zeus. As they depart through the gate to Olympus, Helios suggests on helping the warrior further, but for Athena to refuse by saying, he'll live, they must. Uh, the pair then retreat to the gateway to Olympus, leaving an unconscious Kratos at the cliffs overlooking the Aegean Sea. Next time we see Kratos, he is approaching uh, Athena's city, Athens, under siege by Ares' army. While in the Aegean Sea, uh, Kratos' ship is attacked by Ares' forces. After impaling the massive heads of the fearsome Hydra, Kratos is approached by Athena, who wants him to stop Ares and save her city. Kratos agrees on one condition, that the gods relieve him of his nightmarish memories of his past crimes, as well as allowing him uh, a chance at redemption. It's just like, it's just like every game is just like, get rid of my nightmares just, and, and yell about Ares. Yeah, it, he's just yelling like, please make me forget. And then just like yells Ares a lot. And then, and then, and then things. fucks goddesses. And kills things. That's every God of War game in a sentence. It's angry man yelling. The game. The video game. That's why I can't wait for four. It's going to be angry man yelling at the Norse gods. <laughs> It's gonna be gr- it's gonna be old, old angry man, yeah. <laughs> grumpy angry man <laughs> yelling at the Norse gods. Oh, I can't wait. Kratos fights his way through the attacking forces to find the Oracle of Athens, and learns from her that only Pandora's box can give a mortal uh, the power to kill a god. Unfortunately, due to the god's fear of this power, the box is locked deep within Pandora's temple, constructed on the back of the Titan Kronos whom Zeus cursed to wander the desert of lost souls, uh, souls until the sands rip the flesh from his bones. Uh, basically, they locked that shit away hard. Yeah. <laughs> like they, you ain't getting this box. They wanted to make sure that this box would end up in the middle of a labyrinth on a titan's back in the middle of a desert. Like, fuck, man. Um, Kratos makes his way to the temple, defeating many foes and invading the mana traps built into the temple by its crazed architect. Pathos uh, Verdes the Third. Pathos, yeah, Pathos Verdes the Third. Yeah, he was interesting. Um, he recovers Pandora's box, but uh, Ares senses his success and throws a pillar from Athens to the temple, impaling Kratos on a wall and killing him, which is just fucking insane. Um, as Kratos was pinned to the wall dying, Ares steals Pandora's box and Kratos is sent to the underworld. However, Kratos is able to. Uh, escape the underworld with the help from a mysterious gravedigger who refers to Kratos as my child. That was, that was some Dark Souls shit, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Uh, Kratos returns to Athens, uh, regains Pandora's box, and confronts Ares. When Kratos proves that he isn't just a mortal after all, Ares makes a desperate attempt to drive Kratos mad by making him relieve the death of his family. Opening a portal, Ares traps Kratos in an illusion. Uh, Ares recreates the temple where Kratos slew his wife and child along with the images of Kratos' family. Ares then creates copies of Kratos, which attack his wife and child. After this fails, Ares strips the Blades of Chaos. Oh, he has Blades of Chaos fused to his arm. Arms. He's got two of them. Yeah. They're fused and held there by chains. Yeah. Uh, another... Hence the chains. Another chain thing. <laughs> um, they were given to him by Ares, uh, by Ares, so... Ares uh, strips the Blades of Chaos from Kratos' arms, taking back the weapon he had given him, and impales Kratos' family with them uh, uh, with them while Kratos watches in horror. 
Freed from his own mind, but without weaponry, Kratos is at the mercy of Ares until he spots a very large metal sword, which was formerly used as an ornamental bridge inside Athens. With it, he engages, defeats, and kills his former master, the god of war. After receiving the congratulations from the gods, Kratos asks Athena to remove the nightmares of his past. Athena explains that the gods can only forgive him for his sins. The nightmares, unfortunately, are permanent. Feeling abandoned by the gods, Kratos climbs back to the bluffs, overlooking the uh, Aegean Sea. And, as the game comes full circle, tosses himself over the edge. However, as he breaks the waves below, he is pulled out by Athena. He has served the gods well, she explains. And uh, there's a throne waiting for him that currently has no occupant, the throne of the god of war. Kratos makes his way to Olympus through a mysterious portal and claims the throne of the god of war. I um, love how uh, God of War 1 ends with Kratos sitting on the throne and God of War 2, which we, we're not tackling this episode because this episode's enough god of war 2 begins with him on the throne and standing up yeah like, it's always a really cool part like you have no idea how much time has passed but i always picture it as he sits down and goes no wait fuck this and just stands back up <laughs> yeah uh, nick like we like to end every episode well, what have you been playing i'm playing overwatch because they're doing their event that i forget the name of it's the, it's the it's, it's the, the uprising, anniversary event. Yeah, it has the uprising stuff, but it's it has the new one. Um, it's like, I think it's retribution. Yeah, I think um, that's what it's called. I don't know why the fuck they don't do a story mode because like it literally has in-game cutscenes in this. Oh really? Yeah, of like uh, the team is Reyes, Moira. Oh, they're doing Mac- a Blackwatch one. Yeah, it's a Blackwatch one. So it's oh, that's fucking it's neat. Moira it's Reyes. Sombra. Uh, no. Moira, uh, Reyes, um, McCree, and Genji. Oh, that. Oh, are they doing Blackwatch? Yeah, they're doing Blackwatch. Blackwatch, yeah. That's fucking And neat. you fight, um, you fight, like, Talon agents, um, but they're, like, better than, like, the robots from Uprising, because they're, like, you know how, like, Overwatch, when they're making new characters, they take characters and just, like, put them together? Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much what the, the special enemies are. Like, there's a sniper that's pretty much a widowmaker on a combo. There's an assassin that like blinks like tracer, um, and then like runs up to somebody, knocks them over. So like if you get knocked over, you're just on the ground looking up, and it's just stabbing you until mm. either you die or your teammates knock you off. And then there's like a tank one that's literally Winston with two Gatling guns and can also do Reinhardt's charge. I didn't need that in my <laughs> life. I assure you that will bother me. I haven't even played it. I probably won't play it. But it, no, you probably won't. It pisses me off. It was great. They have the they do the typical like comic book static cutscenes, mm-hmm. but the, like the beginning actually has like in game, oh, like, awesome. like full cutscenes. So that's pretty much all I've been doing. I so, haven't played that much. You've you just been playing Overwatch? Yeah. I have been playing a lot of Splatoon. I'm getting pretty fucking good at it too. Uh, it's about time. I um think that Splatoon is maybe the most fun I've had in online multiplayer since I was playing Destiny a lot. Like, it's a blast. Uh, I just don't have friends. Um, which is fine. Like, it's I it's my own penance. To, it's my own burden to bear because I was the one who fucking trashed on the game so much when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing I've been playing is Future Fight. I've tier 2'd so many 
so many heroes in the last week, uh, including my boy Moon Knight. As of last night, I have hey, him tier two. Moon Knight. So, uh, and I'm just just waiting to see what they do for their Infinity War event. But uh, yeah, that's like two weeks. Yeah, that's that's right around the corner. The movie's like in two weeks, or like a week after this comes out, or time. Yeah, it's soon. Anyway, yeah, Future Fight's cool. I have Moon Knight tier two. I have Cyclops tier two. I have uh. Oh, I tier or uh, yeah, I tier two my Emma Frost, uh, who just came out. Like I'm having, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I just six star mastered Carnage, Ant Man, and someone else. But yeah, it's I'm getting fucking good at that game. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of powered up people. Yeah, and I mean, if you know anything about Moon Knight, like first off, you're I my favorite. Love Second, I Nick, I. I'm the one who like turned. Did, was I the one who turned you on to Moon Knight? Yeah. Like I, I turned him on the Moon Knight because I love that character so much. Picture Batman with disassociative identity disorder. Yes. Yeah. He's he's basically got the same powers as Batman. Uh, multiple personalities, including one that is either the Egyptian god of the moon communicating with him or another personality. None of us really know. Um, he's a just a madman. At one point, he. His personalities changed to uh, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Captain America. So he was running around as Wolverine, thinking that Wolverine was helping him, but he was dressed up as Wolverine. It was a real fucking problem. Uh, and then on top of that, the man is like uh, a grade A fighter and kind of nuts when it comes to that. Taskmaster, if you know anything about Marvel Comics, is a uh, supervillain. That has either a an innate ability, arguably mutant, that allows him to copy people's fighting style. He refuses to copy Moon Knight's because Moon Knight would rather get punched to hit someone else harder than to dodge a punch. Yeah. And it's real hard for Taskmaster to do that. Yeah. So Moon Knight's insane. Yeah, Moon Knight's great. Uh, if you are at all interested in Moon Knight, I think in 2015, they did a run of Moon Knight uh, where he was a detective. And it was some of the best dialogue I've ever heard in a comic. But um, anyway, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Um, check us out on social media. This fucking episode has gotten away from me so far. <laughs> this has been a rough one for you, huh? <laughs> this is just a bad... This is tough. Check us out on social media. We're at Navi underscore Tales. Again, at Navi underscore Tales. Send us pictures of your successful podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> and or live streams. <laughs> and or live streams. Send us a screenshot of Bro's live stream. <laughs> um, yeah, so... If you don't get that, listen to the outtakes. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, um, that's... That's me. I'm yeah, done. That's about just, it. Just close the podcast, Nick. <laughs> Got it. Cut it here. I'll see you later. All right, bye. Bye. Eventually, he comes across the remaining Furies. Uh, Tissif... Fuck. Tissiphone. No, that's not I don't want to say... I want to say phone, but it's definitely not A. It, uh, it's Tissiphone, I think. Tissiphony? Tissiphony. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um. Eventually, Kratos makes his way to the tempo. The tempo. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. This is the tempo of Helios. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Sure, and then. 
Sharon then tells Sharon then I'm having a hard time, Nick. <laughs> I could tell. This really sucks. Dude, what do you want? Motherfucker. What? We need Netflix password. Oh Hi. my god. Bro, do you know what day it is? It's a Thursday. I'm in the middle of recording a fucking podcast. So are we. No, you're not. We're trying to watch a movie on the podcast so that we can commentate about it. <laughs> all I can hear is... Oh, yeah, all I can hear is Megan laughing in the background. <laughs> so now you know I'm not lying. You're no, not recording that's, a fucking that's podcast. That's just me telling the truth. Oh, my God. Testing. Testing. See, look. My viewers are all waiting. We're live streaming this podcast. You can make it I'm not making you look like a fool. You're making you look like a fool. Why do you need Netflix for a podcast? Because we're live streaming a show. Commentate on it, okay? Oh my god, I'll text you. Oh, does she have my email already? Oh no. Why the fuck? Why don't they have Netflix? Both... He texts me, I swear, I'll come over there. <laughs> I swear to God, if bro comes over here and interrupts <laughs> our goddamn podcast, you know the fucking man well. You know he fucking well. Challenge me! Oh my God, I you knew. Challenge me! I knew he was gonna do this. You can't mess with the end of mom. I knew he was gonna do this. I told you he was gonna do this. I told you he was gonna do this. Can we get this? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you like fucking beat red. As soon as you sent the text, you were out the door. I know, cause he. It's on this fucking podcast, so you'll hear it. He goes, "I'm antagonizing, bro." And I say, "What are you saying?" And then he he told me what he sent you, and I was like, "You know he's." And then I just like put my head in my hands. I was like, "You know he's gonna come here. You know he's gonna do it." <laughs> Fuck. Literally, I was just doing dishes. Why'd you want my Netflix info so bad? It was important. We no, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> I assure you it wasn't important. You left your live stream to come here? Yeah. So that's not as important. Oh my god. No. no. Fuck you. No. Fuck you. No. Vito. Vito. I love you and everything. Vito. <laughs> you don't do this podcast. The only reason people know who Bro is on this fucking show is because he does bullshit like this every time and I tell him to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that entire phone conversation is going in the outtakes. No. No, it is. No. no that's your own fault. It's no. going in the outtakes. No. No, because it's going to go on my live stream. No. You're on my live stream. I'm so mad at you right now. Right now, he's just like 30 minutes there. You're not doing a live stream right now. I don't know what I'm doing. What's the stream? I'm looking it up. <laughs> yeah, we're looking it up. Are you on Twitch? No. What are you on? Facebook? Uh, this Mixler? Is this new one? What? I can't tell you. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you have no watchers, though. It'll be just like Twitch all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking.